batting for the New York Yankees, the shortstop, number two. Welcome back. This is episode 91 of the NYYST podcast presented to you by nyysportstalk.com. I'm your host, Christian. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And Stack Guy Rye. Yo. What's up, fellas? How are you? I don't know. How are like you? It's been a while. I said that before. When did we last record? Tuesday. Really? Maybe because you spent your entire birthday weekend drunk. You could wish me happy birthday before you get into all that. Nope. Publicly. I wished you a happy birthday. And Stack Guy Rye was there to was hear Was I it. the first one to wish you a happy birthday? Uh, other than my wife? Yeah. Mm. No, that's how it should go, wife, brother. Yeah. That's how it should go. I agree. And then when I get around to it, me. Mm. It would have been nice of you to get onto the onto the main Twitter account and wish me a happy birthday. You can do it for yourself, though. I wasn't going to do that. Why? Who would have known? Who would have known? You. You. And then yeah, I would have never lived it down. You know what? I was way too busy on Friday to be worried about your antics and patting yourself on the back for your birthday. Could have been like happy 30th to the best host that NYYST could ever think of. Yeah. Co-host. You notice how the show opens, right? My co-host. <laughs> my co-host, Chris. I am 30, so happy birthday to me. Yeah, again grandstand patting himself on the back over there and i don't, let me tell you something don't don't pull an elbow ligament you want to know something threw up in the uber on my way home yeah i know Pew. thought he was doing me a favor like showing up at my christmas party last night oh uh, i'm here but i'm gonna go home in 20 minutes because i'm so hungover from last night yeah, well i wasn't even hungover i was close to death i was not, close to dying. not close enough for my liking i should have woke up and started drinking again you should have that was your night right what on your 30th? Yeah. Great. I had a great 30th birthday. <laughs> Did you have some uh, companionship at the end of the night? Is that what happened? Uh, oh. Back after this. Uh, <laughs> I put a bottle of Jack on the table here to get us uh, started off, but Chris doesn't want any part of it. No, I can't. I'm done drinking, man. Only on special occasions. That's what Maybe happen- when I turn 40. That's what happens when you turn 30. You're like, I'm done drinking. Then- I'm done drinking unless it's... Like, I'll drink on Christmas and New Year's, and that'll be it for me for a while. So he drank this past weekend, he's going to drink next weekend, and he's going to drink the following weekend. Yeah. But I'm, d- I'm done drinking. <laughs> and Patrick, Patrick's probably mad at me right now listening to this. Patrick. I don't think he re- you really affect his life that much. I think I do. Mm. Did he wish you a happy birthday? I don't know. I don't think Patrick, Patrick did, man. That's messed up. Come on, dude. Well, you know what? You're not that important. I guess not. You know what is important, though? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wednesday could be a very important day for the New York Yankees, as Manny Machado has uh, apparently set a meeting with the Bronx Bombers. Let me ask you this. first Is that his first meeting? I don't believe it to be. I believe he's taking meetings earlier in the week also. Okay. And you don't think that if he takes one of those earlier meetings and they just hand him over a blank check... He wouldn't... What are we talking about, a billion dollars? No, we're talking a big, healthy, 10-year, well, big-time contract. Yeah, how do, do much? Do the Yankees Photoshop? Five billion dollars? 320. He'll, he'll talk to the Yankees for 320. Are you serious? 400. Is there a price that 
Manny Machado can be offered before Wednesday that he doesn't even meet with the New York Five. That's ridiculous. Well, you're saying name a price where he would cancel a meeting with the Yankees? $500 million. Not even 400 you don't think? No, because I think at that point he would want to see how close the Yankees could get. 500 you don't even care Not how even close coming close. Get. No. I don't know. I think teams are sneaky, especially lately with the Yankees. They know that the Yankees aren't going to go over the top, and if a team really wants Machado, they might go over the top before he could even meet with them on Wednesday. All right, that's great. So if the White Sox want to give him $500 million to play baseball, have fun in Chicago. And then you got to get Harper. You don't have to get Harper. Uh, they got to get one of them, man. They, they, they need some type of splash. It's not happening in starting pitching. You know what splash they need to make? In November, when they're taking a splash around the Canyon of Heroes, that's what they need to do. You don't win World Series in December. You I win agree. In October. I agree. Uh, Hap signed, correct? That's done. Physical approved, passed. I don't think it's. Can we do one thing before yet. we move on? Well, to I, the next? Yeah, sure, absolutely. I just I had a a point I wanted to make. The Yankees cannot officially announce the Hap signing till they make a maneuver on their forty man roster because their forty man is full after the, the Rule Five draft the other day. Okay, and what move? What what move do you think will be made? The most logical one would be to send Sonny Gray on a plane to Cincinnati or Milwaukee or Atlanta or San Diego or wherever. Okay, they make him official, right? And then some rumblings start with Corey Kluber. Is there a possibility in your mind, when we talked about this a couple months ago, that the Yankees sign Hap, but then one of these big guys become available for trade and they can work something out where CC Sabathia is no longer the fifth starter on this team. Well, for everybody that complained about the Paxton trade and have complained about the Hap signing, oh, the Yankees need to do this, the Yankees need to do that. Well, the Yankees couldn't do this, or now they can't do that because... Uh, the Mets have signed uh, Wilson Ramos to be their catcher. So right. they're out of the JT Real Muto trade talks. Mm-hmm. So that completely shuts the door on getting Noah Syndergaard. Okay. And now with uh, the trades of Yonder Alonso and Edwin Encarnacion, the Indians are no longer motivated to move salary, meaning they are no longer motivated to move Corey Kluber or Trevor Bauer. Jan Gomes, too, is another salary. Jan Gomes, there you go. It's another one. So now they have no reason. They move salary in other places. They have no reason to go out there and make other moves. They had a great offseason. Getting dumping really on salaries did. like that. They that really Edwin did. Encarnacion deal. What were the Mariners thinking? Yeah, I mean, they want to then now trade Edwin for prospects. But that, and you know what? Too we were thinking. Contracts. We were talking about it a little bit last night. I never thought in a million years the Mets would even be considered able to be competitive in 2019. And I thought they were so dumb for not getting rid of Degrom or Noah or anyone, but. With the, with the additions they made and the rotation that they have, they might be pretty decent. Is Cespedes healthy? No. No. <laughs> then they're they're not, not going to do anything. It's so the speaking same of, offensive struggles again. Speaking of healthy outfielder, by the way, wasn't Clint Frazier taking some uh, swings the other day? Did you see the video I sent you guys? No. Yeah, he was hitting off a tee. Yeah, but his his bat speed is like it's weird. It's incredible, it, guys. It's so it really is. He has such a nice swing. But it goes it it affects him negatively sometimes where he's too aggressive. Mm-hmm. But he does have some quick bat speed, man. Yeah, seeing that video, I kind of want him 
starting left field this year. He could be if he's healthy. Yeah. Okay. What's wrong? You tired? No, I'm just trying to get the show to flow properly, and you're taking it all over the place here. All over the place. Yeah. So cut me off. Let's no, go. It's your birthday. What do you so. want to talk about? Thank you. It's your birthday. So if you want to ruin the show for your birthday present, go I right have a ahead. lot of things on my mind, and I don't trust myself tonight to be able to remember them. So I'm just trying to get so them out. So what do I bother formatting a show for then? You never told me a format. It doesn't matter. I know what it is. You follow me. I'm I'm the leader. <laughs> where where would you have taken the show we if were, I didn't? Why I do you think I opened it with Manny Machado? It was supposed to start there. Let's go back. Let's start there now. Okay. Let's pretend my vomit of a bunch of different topics never happened. Oh, yeah. We were going to get to all those things as well. I know. See, I set up the show a little bit. Yeah, but now you got people. Now everyone's listening and they're like, wow, I can't wait for them to get back to all those now other things. Now they're like, things. Jesus, I wish they would have just talked about Machado. Now I'm all confused. <laughs> You're right over there. Yeah, I like doing like a quiet mic, Francesca, because you can't hear it because you don't have headphones on. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, so Machado's taking the meeting with the Yankees. We know he's taking a meeting with the White Sox. We know he's taking a meeting with the Phillies. Apparently, he has three other meetings scheduled. We don't know the teams yet. Hasn't been made public. So three on top of those and the Yankees? Apparently, he's got six meetings planned. Well, Dodgers would probably be one of them. Maybe. I, again, I haven't heard. I, I've heard the Phillies, White Sox, and Yankees confirmed. I heard he's basing his decision over uh, which team has the best Photoshop of him uh, on the Jumbotron. I think, their stadium. Yeah. Maybe Ryan Rucco should get on that then. <laughs> um, so you said what is a number that, the, that a team could throw out before he gets to the Yankees where he doesn't even take the meeting? Right. It's $500 million. That's crazy. I think you're... Over the top with that. No, I don't think so. I think if a team offered him, first of all, 10 years, because I don't think the Yankees are going to offer him 10 years. What if they offer him eight? I think if a team offers him 10 at, at f- close to $400 million, he's going to take it. If they look at him and say, I'll, I'll offer you this right now, but you're not leaving this office without, without signing, he might take it. Yeah, but... Again, he's going to have to be completely blown out of the water. Because and you know what team scares me with that? The Phillies. Corbin had that number in his mind before he met with the Yankees. Still took the meeting. So you, I'm sure he's still going to want to hear and maybe have his uh, agent pressure the Yankees a little bit. Maybe. Even if he doesn't, ha- even if he has ten for four hundred, he's gonna. He might sign with the Yankee. Maybe he would sign with the Yankees ten for three fifty, and then you know, how bad do you want Manny Machado? Do the White Sox have a shortstop right now? Who do they got playing there? They um, have, yeah, they have that that young that young dude. That's that would be the team that would scare me that could get him because the Phillies just signed Segura. So if if Machado's going to go to the Phillies, it'll be as a third base. I just base. don't think the White Sox have the money I to blow him might. out of the water. I think the Yankees I don't know. could who easily. Are they, they're not paying anyone right now. Yeah, I, I don't know. They probably but have that money to spend on on somebody. Let me ask you this, Christian: the Red Sox, dude. Their shortstop is Tim Anderson, so I don't really know how much of a yeah. So Machado would uh, slot in the shortstop if he wants. Let's take a look at Tim Anderson's numbers from last Machado's year. Machado's just not a good shortstop. Though. I know, but that's he's a where phenomenal he wants. third baseman. It's I don't know why he's so stubborn day. on that. Uh, Tim Anderson hit, uh, he's got a little pop in his bat, 20 home runs, 64 runs batted in. He's got some speed, 26 stolen bases. He's got some decent range at shortstop, too. So, I mean, he's he's a good ball player. I mean, he's solid. He hit 240 last year, but 
Are you going to keep him? I just, is he going to block Manny Machado? I don't know. I just I think the White Sox in the direction that they're going, they're they've gotten very young, and like we talked about before we started recording, they they need to keep their salary open for pitching, and they're not giving four hundred whatever million you're going to give Manny Machado isn't going to make you a championship team. I hate you know what I hate when you roll your eyes when I talk. And then I listen to the podcast, and I remember when you were rolling your eyes. That's great, because I'm rolling my eyes because, again, I have to correct you. Why? Because you're saying that they don't have the money. They have an older owner. Do you remember what happened in Detroit when Detroit went out and they spent all types of crazy money because their owner was on the last legs of his life and yes. he wanted to win a World Series before he died, mm-hmm. and they made it there, but they didn't win, and now they were st- they're were they stuck with these terrible contracts like Victor Martinez yes. and Miguel Cabrera. Yes. The White Sox are in a similar circumstance right now where they have an older owner who wants to win before he dies. That's why they're dangerous right now because this guy doesn't give a crap about money. He probably has three or four years left to live, so what does he care? Yeah. I'm not being crass. I'm just saying this is this guy's mindset where he's like, what do I got to be fiscally responsible for? I you get know? that. I, I get that. I just think that the White Sox are on a really good path right now, and I think signing Manny Machado, even with the owner's short lifespan right now, doesn't necessarily take them over the over the bump. It probably doesn't, but that's not. I mean, don't you have to go for it in that sense? If this I guess. is what this guy is thinking, I guess if that's what the owner's prerogative is at that point, and he thinks Machado brings him a World Series before he drops dead, I Ooh. guess so. Well, and Machado's only twenty six, so a long term deal. I mean, it's not just. And they're pitching. I mean, years. we. I mean, we saw when they played the Yankees last year. It's not great, but they're all young guys with high upside. Their yeah. bullpen is pretty scary. Yeah. They their outfield is to get all overall their outfield. I hated playing them all year last year. Every ball you thought was going to drop, mm-hmm. they made even home runs. Um, yeah, I think was it was back to back. I gotta look his name. Oh, up. I hate him. I don't even want you to say his name. Back to back games, to. he robbed Aaron Hicks, right? Yeah, Adam Engel. Engel. Oh, yeah, he's good. He's a good player. Um, back to my question on the Red Sox, though. The Red Sox don't have the luxury. Why are we talking about the Red Sox? Because I'm asking a question because they're in a similar spot to the Yankees where they have a third baseman who is a phenomenal hitter and they don't really trust defensively. Who, Devers? Yeah. So what does that have to do with anything? Do they have the money to potentially snag Machado or or work his price up? No. You don't see that ever happening. They're not in the market. They're, they're, Dombrowski's out there saying he doesn't have the money to spend on a relief mm-hmm. on bullpen. That's why help. I was asking because I didn't think that they really had the money to do anything. I can't believe that he would come out and say that unless he's trying to lower the market value on some guys by not having the Red Sox in, in the mix for some. But if they don't repl- – I mean, it doesn't sound like Kimbrell's going back there. And, I mean, Joe Kelly's a bum and everything, but he has the – he's got good stuff – and he's been good for them at times. If you're not going to replace those two guys, I don't know how they expect to win a division next year. Well, their bullpen got worse, and that was their biggest weakness all year last year. So now they don't have a closer, and they don't have Joe Kelly. So what are you trying to tell me that you're not? They're not going to go out there and get Zach Britton or uh, David Robertson. I don't see how they're going to be good next. I mean, they're going to be good, but I I can't trust that bullpen to and last Joe, over 100. Joe Kelly games. got really lucky that he had a. He had a phenomenal postseason. It really upped his value. Red Sox probably could have gotten him back if he wasn't as good in the postseason. Uh, you know what? He's he's from California. He probably wanted to go. Won a World Series in Boston. He probably wanted to go back home. So. I hate him. 
Good night. Well, you know what? Unfortunately, the Yankees do play the Dodgers this year, but you don't have to look at them as much. As much. The whole debate surrounding Manny Machado here is if the Yankees are not trading Miguel Andujar, and it doesn't look like they are now because, like we said earlier, Syndergaard, Kluber, Bauer, they seem to be out of play right now. All different circumstances leading to that being the case. So Andujar is there. If the Yankees are going to stick to what they said and extend Didi Gregorius, now you got shortstop and third base pretty much locked up. Where is Manny Machado playing on this team? There's, I mean, there's two different ways I look at it. You get Manny Machado while Didi's out, and it really opens the door for trading Andujar midseason if a big pitcher becomes available. And we talked about how you're not going to really want to trade him for a guy who's only going to be here for two months. But Madison Bumgarner, if he's available and Andujar gets that deal done, the Yankees are going to definitely think about it. No, you can't trade Miguel Andujar for Madison Bumgarner. Okay, even if it's not Bumgarner, even if it's a guy with more control that they feel is going to take them over the top pitching-wise, they're going to do it, and that opens the door for it. The second thing I could think of is if either Clint Frazier's not healthy or isn't really getting the job done, you you do what we talked about and you put Stanton out in left field, you DH Andujar when Didi gets back and you throw Machado at third. I don't I don't like pigeonholing Andujar into a DH spot at this point in his career. Yeah, but let's see how confident they are with him defensively. I wouldn't necessarily say you can't trade Andujar for Bumgarner. No, you come on. Look you, at you can't hold on. trade him for two months of Madison Bumgarner. But the Cubs traded Glaber Torres. Glaber Torres was still a prospect, though. Miguel Andujar is no mm. longer a prospect. He's a legitimate major league hitter now. And who's to say, though, that they couldn't sign Bumgarner after yeah, that? Yeah, but even a prospect Glaber Torres was still high, more uh, touted I would than, f- if, than I, if I never saw Miguel Andujar in a major league uniform, I'd be 100% in agreement with you. You don't know what these guys are. They have not faced major league pitching yet. Yet you trade them a hundred. What if you haven't? Times. What if you never saw Torres in a, in a major league uniform? Would you trade him? If I was the Cubs, no. If you were the Yankees and Bumgarner became available, Torres never stepped foot on a major league baseball field yet, but he was highly regarded the way he is and was as a prospect. Right. Would you trade him then yes. for a guy for two months? Absolutely. So you. So then you'd be saying you'd you'd be all right with the Yankees trading Florial for Bumgarner? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But I trade but, prospects for rentals. I don't trade established major leaguers for rentals. But you know what? I'm going to fight you a little bit on that because who's to say Andujar is even going to be playing in the postseason with what happened last year? That's great. Then you know what? He has no value to anybody. If that's your val- if that's your outlook on him, he has no value to anybody, and he's not going to get you Madison Bumgarner. But just think of that lineup if you throw Stanton in left, minus the whole no lefties, Okay. You throw Stanton in left, Andujar's your DH, Didi and Machado all in the same lineup. That's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Top to bottom. I mean, that's the best. That's got to be the best lineup ever put out. What if the Yankees can find a way to get rid of Jacoby Ellsbury, trade Clint Frazier, sign Bryce Harper, don't re-sign Aaron Hicks, and then in 2021, your outfield is... Bryce Harper, Aaron Judge, and Mike Trout. There's a lot of Trout talk. There's a lot of Trout talk going around. He's got two years left on his contract. And it's so, but it, and that sounds phenomenal to me, but it's so difficult for me to care about 2021 I'm just right saying, now. Though, think about it. 
I'm actually glad you brought up a point because we dropped the ball on something after we interviewed Hoke. And that was talking about Jacoby Ellsbury. He, from what it sounded like, Hoke feels that the Yankees are going to really utilize this guy, just like you said, if he's healthy. I've been saying that long before we talked you about Hoke. You have, but, I, but hearing him say that now, that's crazy to me. That's crazy to me that, that they could look for him to be a big part of this team next year they if he's owe, healthy. They owe the guy $44 million. What are they going to do with him? What are he, they going to do? You better produce. Him? You're not just you. You can't just keep throwing him out there because you owe because you owe him forty four million. They're not going to move him. They can't move him at this point. Forty two million, whatever it is. Whatever. What are you going to do with him? <sighs> if he's healthy, you, what do you? You have to play. You have to put him on the major league roster. And I know we asked this question before, but do you think a healthy Jacoby Ellsbury gives you more production than a healthy Brett Gardner next year? Mm, I don't know. It's probably about even. I think Jacoby might have a better upside at this point. Yeah, maybe. So with Machado, right, I hear a lot of fans say, we'll just stick Andujar at first base. I don't, I don't, I'm not okay with that for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, too many people play too many video games and it's, you just can't move <laughs> yeah. people. First base is a crazy position. You think can- of how many runs Mark Teixeira saved when he was here. Yeah. How many games you'd watch and, and you'd see him make a phenomenal play? That is a tough position. You can't just move somebody somewhere and expect it to work out okay, especially a bad defensive player. Now you're going to move him to a position that he I doesn't understand. play. The, the reason why that's always the go-to is because first base is not regarded as a defensive position. but Except for when you have a great right. defender over there. You, then you, right. Or when you have a really bad defender over there and you see how much of a defensive right. position it really is. Right. It's just not regarded as a defense because historically it's always been an offensive powerhouse over at first base. But we hold our breath every time Andrew Hart gets a ball at third. Are we going to be holding our breath every time there's a tough play, a ball in the dirt, thrown to first base at that point? Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe you'd feel more comfortable with him playing first as long as it's Manny Machado playing third. Maybe. But something we're also not thinking of is what if Miguel Andujar is working his ass off right now and he comes back to be a phenomenal defensive player? Well, that's another thing. And then a lot of fans are like, well, you know what? He just then he learns to play first base in the offseason. Well, here's how we're going to take this now. If he's learning to play first base, how's he getting better at third base? Right. And don't the Yankees have to find out? If Luke Voigt is for real or not. Yeah, absolutely. That is a top priority. Because if Luke Voigt is going to be the real deal, he's going to be around for a long time. And he and we saw what he was capable of last year. And if he can stretch that out over a full season, he's he was a steal. I'm not saying Luke Voigt's going to hit 45 home runs, but don't the Yankees have to know whether or not he's going to be a competent major league hitter throughout the course of a season before they decide if they need another first base. Yeah, and how many times have we talked about how desperate the Yankees are for production at first base? If this guy is the real deal, you're going to want to find out right away. You could legitimately look at a lineup where Luke Voigt bats ninth and he can give you 25 home runs. I think you're downplaying him. I think he can hit you 40 home runs in a season. I really do. I don't know how hard it's going to be hard for him to keep up that pace that he yeah, was on absolutely. last year. Yeah, I mean, he was on another planet last year. Another mm-hmm. planet, but maybe he's that good. 
Maybe he's going to be in a lineup that nobody realized it until he was 27 years old. I don't know if he's going to be that good. Christian, we'll go right back to Aaron Judge. Did did any scout think that he was this good? Anyone? There's a difference between the two. What's the difference? Aaron Judge was still a first round pick. Aaron Judge was still projected to be a uh, all star caliber player. He wasn't expected to be an MVP type player. I know it's a different sport, but was Tom Brady ever expected to be considered one of the greatest quarterbacks of all that time? Is a one, one in a ten million shot. Maybe but Luke Voigt is that one in ten million. Voigt's name was uh, being circulated a little bit, though. He was known for his exit velocity. He was in the top five for exit velo for a minor leaguer. I'm uh, just saying that for him to come up at 27 and all of a sudden become uh, a Mark McGuire out there, you know, I can't, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but the Yankees owe it to themselves to find out if this guy can hit 25 home runs in a season. I agree. At 270 or and I think I think we're going to be frustrated, and I think a lot of fans are going to be frustrated because – I think that the Yankees are going to give Greg Bird a lot more time than we think because they're left-handed, desperate for left-handed power in this lineup. And I think you're going to see Greg Bird playing a lot more than we expect right now. I think it's going to go into camp as an open competition, and whoever's hot is going to play more. And that's how it should be. I, I think they're going to play it off that way. I still think Luke Voigt is going to be considered... Regardless, going to be considered their everyday first baseman, but I think we're going to see a lot more of Greg Bird than we if than it's we close. Voigt will probably get the nod in the beginning of the season, but if he's hitting one ten in spring training and Bird's hitting three forty, Bird's going to start the season at first base. Hey, and if Greg Bird can be what we expect him to be next year, I'm fine with that. There's I'm still. Go I'm, I was just saying, I'm fine with him getting more playing time than we expected, but he's got to produce. There's still people out there that are blaming last year on him being injured. That he still needs one to come into a season completely and fully healthy. If Brian Cashman held a press conference tomorrow and said Greg Bird came to us, he was actually injured last year, and we didn't know. We're going to give him one more full year. He's going to be our starting first baseman regardless of anything else. Are you mad at that? No. You're okay with you're okay with him getting another chance at a full year. You want to know why? Lefty. He's left-handed. Yeah. That's why I'm asking you. Because maybe maybe he's still the answer. Maybe we were too quick to I mean it's it's easy now cuz we're so far removed from hating him so much last year, but we need lefty. We need lefty bats, and if they're not going to get Harper, Greg Bird could be that guy. Greg Bird could be the guy they got to give more time to. I think fans are just frustrated with the guy that he was the first guy to break in as part of this new baby bomber initiative, and he came up in 2015 and he hit a bunch of home runs, and then he's yeah. basically been hurt since then, and he had a couple dingers in the postseason in 2017, and he's been hurt. He was hurt again, so. I don't know. I mean, he's it, a very it, frustrating guy. He is. If but if you're going to sign Machado until Didi's back, you're giving a lot of time to Bird. You have to. You have to because if you don't, where's your lefty? Especially if if Frazier's healthy and and Gardner's not playing that much. Your everyday Aaron lefty Hicks. would be Hicks because he's a switch hitter. So <laughs> you need more than that. I agree, and that's why I think it's foolish to go out there. And spend that type of money on Manny Machado when Bryce Harper's sitting there waiting for somebody to give him a call. I think that train's passed, man. I'm just saying. 
Although Cashman does does pivot sometimes on what he says when he said no hell no never are we going to sign Bryce Harper and then Scott Boris came out and and gave a press conference where he said the Yankees never told him that they weren't interested in Bryce Harper and then Cashman said well you know we like to keep our options open yeah yep so you just you never know you never know what the Yankees are going to do do you think the fans are are more inclined to Harper or Machado being signed? I think the fans are just inclined to the Yankees doing something incredibly stupid and spending money because they think that's the way that they're going to win a World Series this year. I'll tell you what, you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, leave us a rating and review. In the review, just one word, either Harper or Machado, who would you rather have? I want to know. We ran that poll on NYY Sports Talk on Twitter a while ago, and I think it came. It was fifty-one to forty-nine. I think Harper won it, or Machado. It doesn't matter who won it, but it was incredibly close. Yeah, it was fifty-one percent to forty-nine percent. I'm still, I'm ecstatic on either one. And then you get the people. Neither. I don't want either one of them. Well, you know what? I can't agree with you on that because these. As much as I don't think the Yankees should get Machado because I don't think he fits this team well, if they got him, it's makes them better. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all about the team getting better. And we have a rotation now. Even if it plays out the way it is now, which is the most likely scenario, we have two guys now that are stable, that stabilize this rotation that we can trust. Now, Paxton has to stay healthy. That's number one. But the biggest thing with every Yankee fan out there flipping out about this rotation, they're flipping out for one reason, because they don't consider Luis Severino to be an ace. And I think this season truly lives and dies, at least on winning the division, it lives and dies on Luis Severino being an ace this year from the beginning of the season to the end. Well, let's break down uh, the Hap contract before we dive into that here. Hap. The Yankees haven't made it official yet because they have to make a maneuver on their 40-man roster. They have to clear space before they can add somebody else. I'm assuming that'll come in the next couple of days mm-hmm. to designate some guy that they put on for whatever reason or may, or hopefully trade Sonny Gray by now. I mean, Christmas is coming up. At least, you know, let, let's not have this hanging over Sonny Gray's head on Christmas morning. Or A.J. Cole Christmas morning. That's true. A.J. Cole. Give up some coal. I just want to say we don't have to even talk about it, but I'm actually shocked going throughout social media how many people are suggesting that we give Sonny Gray another chance. That's crazy to me. Uh, I can't. Like I, I said this on if a previous, didn't say what on a said, previous yeah. show. If he didn't come out and was so adamant about saying we're trading him, I wouldn't be as opposed to bringing him back. But you can't come. You can't come back from that. So give me give me the particulars of of the Hap contract. You got the particulars out of your nose too. I was scratching the outside. Yeah, right. Not, not didn't it was go a in. pick. I it didn't go a, in. It, it was wasn't a pick. wasn't a pick. It was a pick. Wasn't a pick. Thank God this is not uh, streaming live right now because you would have just showed all the fans. Definitely like wasn't. It wasn't a pick. Booger. It was an outside scratch. I didn't see it. Outside scratch. Anyway, Hap, two years. Okay. With a third year option. Love it. Seventeen million dollars each year. Including the option year, he has to hit uh, 160, innings 165 pitch? innings or 27 Seven. starts. Yes, either I believe it's either or, not both. And his second year, in the second year, first year doesn't matter. First year doesn't matter. I really like that deal. I think he got a lot of money. I think 17's a little high. 
What? Not really. I was expecting 15 to 16. I was expecting 17. 15. Still not that high. Mm. And at that point, what are you going to do? You're going to let them walk over a million dollars? That's two million. So a million dollars a year. And that's six total if he plays all three years. Oh, so let him walk then, and then you then no, you have no, no, nobody. No. I said I really like the contract. I just thought that was a little high. But if that was what kept them from giving a guaranteed third year, I think that's great. I think they did a good job. So Cashman got two starting pitchers. He said he was going to get two. He got two. Now we have to debate whether or not they're quote elite or not, and whether or not he did enough to improve the rotation, which I think you have to look at it as who else has been traded, who else is on the free agent market, and as to what was available to the Yankees. And based on what was available to the Yankees, you cannot say that he didn't do a good job. He did a phenomenal job. Phenomenal. All right, so in the trade market, who was the best starting pitcher that's been traded? That was traded? Yeah. I don't even... Paxton. Paxton. James Paxton. Yeah, 100%. Where'd he wind up? New York Yankees. Okay. Out of all the free agent starters, who was the best free agent starter on the market? Corbin. Okay. So the Yankees passed on Corbin because the contract was astronomical. Astronomically ridiculous. And who'd they back it up with? They got Hap, who would you say was the second best guy in the market, third best guy in the market? I think it depends on what you're ultimate goal was um the yankees didn't want to risk the money to a guy who had two major surgeries and hap gives you that stability all year i think that was the ultimately the better move the safer move and he was great for them last from what year. i heard the interest in evaldi for the yankees was real they just could not give him a fourth year no it, that would have been ridiculous they were they were hesitant but would have went to three years but he got four from the red Sox, and the yankees weren't touching him on four years and in, they shouldn't have in terms of talent i'd probably rank hap as the fourth best available free agent this year with corbin avaldi um keichel and then hap and what's maybe it, what's more going on with keichel? Hap, but right around there i heard that he's going to take his time signing i guess he could but What's the market now for him? There's still teams that need starters. Philly's been looking for a starter. Whoever doesn't get Sonny Gray out of those yeah. handful of teams are going to need a starter. Yeah. So there's going to be a market for him. I think a lot of a lot of what could happen with Keuchel depends on also what could happen with what's going to happen with Sonny Gray. Do you agree with me on my statement of Luis Severino? Because if you look at this rotation right now. And you close your eyes and you imagine Luis Severino being the guy who we expect he can be with the talent we know he has. Just think about that for a second. Think about if you have a bona fide ace in Luis Severino, you back that up with James Paxton. We know what kind of reliability we're getting out of Hap. CC Sabathia only being relied upon as a fifth starter. And then Tanaka's probably going to give you that roller coaster year, but again, he's lights out in the postseason. This if- whole thing is predicated on. Sevy being an ace. If he's not, then you have mm-hmm. a lot bigger problems. Yeah. Than- and you know what? I hate everyone out there who's mad. At, they're mad at the Yankees for still having faith in this guy. Do you do if it were up to all of those people, Sevy would have been out of here two years ago and the Yankees continued to have faith in him. Why would they give up now? Let's not let's not act like he had an awful year last year. Let's think about how frigging good he was. And I and I say that because, yeah, it does matter how much he fell off last year. But 
look at what he was capable of when he was good. This team was that at talent, its best. That talent just doesn't go away. When he was on that that level. Oh yeah. They were just rolling off wins. And now imagine backing that up with Paxton yeah. Hap and Tanaka and and Cece. That's a great rotation. It's solid. I tweeted out everyone's career ERA right now, and they're all below four. And someone came back and said, oh, you know, that's not, that's kind of simplifying things. Sonny Gray's career ERA is 366. Yeah, what was it before he came to the Yankees, though? So let's see. And Sonny Gray's ERA as the Yankee was still uh, pretty representative, even despite how terrible he was in the Bronx. Sonny Gray's biggest issue for me wasn't how bad he was at times. It was the fact that he wasn't strong enough to hone it in to at least eat the innings that we know he, he was, was non-competitive. When he was bad, he was non-competitive. Exactly. He couldn't. That's he couldn't. Great... F- he couldn't fight through his yep. issues. Uh, yeah. That was my biggest issue. How many with him? games would he get two outs right away, and then all of a sudden he'd walk the bases loaded and, and give was, up a grand slam? Because if it. Sonny Gray was going to have a, a four plus ERA, I would have been fine with that if he was still eating innings and he mm-hmm. wasn't doing that either. You sense no toughness in him. Yes, is what the, that's a big problem. Yes, for me. And I think you're going to get the complete opposite out of a guy like Paxton. I think Paxton's confident. The guy hunts ready. moose in his in his spare time, so I think <laughs> I think he'd be all right. But back to this whole notion that Cashman didn't do enough. Do you feel that way? No, no. I still feel like with Machado and Harper available, that one of those guys. Just needs, speaking strictly on strictly improving on the rotation, did he do I enough? Think, I think saying that he did a phenomenal job would accurately describe what he did. Because Syndergaard didn't get traded. It doesn't look like he's going to get traded now because the Mets were only trying to move him to get Real Muto. Right. And that they're out of that sweepstakes now. Right. Kluber and Bauer are not going anywhere now, apparently, because the Indians moved payroll. So they don't have to move their pitchers to save money. And for everyone out there, real quick, listening, saying, but they could have got him. You were giving up Torres. So if you want to go do that, fine. But... I don't. I don't. So now the market changed a little bit for the Indians, and they're not going anywhere. We heard from our buddy Munch that the Yankees, and I trust his word, not because I've done his show a bunch of times, but he's he's a key, big host out there. He's keyed in. He does their pregame shows, so yeah. he knows what's going on he's out there. He's got a lot of connections over there. He told us that the Yankees were hot for Kluber and Bauer, but they would not meet the Indians' asking price. He admitted that he didn't know how steep the price was. Right. But it also goes back to what we heard earlier in the offseason, that the Indians were not moving off Glaber Torres in a deal for either one of those guys. Yeah, and you have to think of it logically, too, with what the Indians are doing. Again, we said they're not rebuilding. You, Rye, you use the word retooling which is accurately describes it. Why would they give up Kluber or Bauer when A, they know how easy it's going to be for them to win that division, and B, why would they give them up if they're not going to get the world back? And when a guy like Glaber Torres is on the New York Yankees, they're going to ask for him, and they're not going to give up until they get him because worst case, the Yankees continue to say no, and then you still have Kluber and Bauer on your team that's already going to win the division. So the three best potential trade targets in Syndergaard, Kluber, and Bauer were either A, never available to the Yankees, B, set such high prices on them that the Yankees would have never traded for them, and then you got the next guy in that line there is Paxton, who wound up being a Yankee. 
So out of the trade market, Cashman got the best guy available. Definitely. I mean, there hasn't been a trade for a pitcher that, you know, you were upset that the Yankees didn't get that guy. The only other starting pitcher I think that got traded was Tanner Roark. Are you, did you want him? No. (laughs) So, and I said, I said that Hap wasn't number one on my list. If they could have gotten Evaldi for a better price, I would prefer him. But I also said I was still going to be happy if they did end up with J-Hap. And I think he's the right move. I mean, honestly, for next year, just speaking of next year alone, what's the ceiling for J-Hap as a Yankee all year? Low four, high three, ERA. I'll take that all day. You know he's going to go out there and give you five, at least five or six innings every time. He's going to be an inning eater for you. He's going he's gonna to take that ball every fifth day. You need a guy like that. Yeah, this this rotation's been missing stabilizers, and I think that Paxton in a full year of half is really going to solidify this after rotation. After what Evaldi did last year in the postseason, if you could have gotten him at a price you were comfortable with, you take that risk. But they at that price, you're not taking that risk on a guy like that. Are the, is the Yankees starting rotation better today than it was heading into the 2018 season? It is season? literally not even debatable. It's not debatable. I'm sorry. So then did Cashman do his job? Beyond. I think he did a great job. And I know a lot of people wanted the Yankees to get Charlie Morton. I thought it was a it was an interesting avenue for them. He signed. He got two for 30 with Tampa. But the Yankees, again, they this was a guy they had. So they knew what he they knew what yep. his makeup was. They knew that he could handle pitching in New York. He I mean, what misstep did he have in the regular season? He didn't. He had he one didn't. bad outing yeah. as a Yankee yep. in the regular season. He had, what, season. a 2-6-7 ERA as a Yankee last year? Yeah, something like seven that. 7-0. Mm-hmm. And look, you want to talk about James Paxton and that you're not confident in him and you don't know what he's worth and he might get hurt, fine. But we gave you know what we gave up for him? No one. Because we don't know what Justice Sheffield is. If, you, if, if we were sitting here today and... Brian Cashman gave up Andujar for James Paxton. I might have a different outlook on it, but we didn't. And we got him for, for nobody, in my opinion. Nobody who he screamed for weeks on this show. Bring up Sheffield. Sheffield's got a pitch on this team. Let me see what he, what he's got. But now he's a nobody. He's a nobody because they never gave him that serious opportunity. Screamed for weeks. Yep. Nearly had an aneurysm on this show over Justice Sheffield now. Because you, you just said it yourself. Is this rotation better this year than last year? Could I, we have, I, I could we have seen what Sheffield was because of how vulnerable this, this rotation was last year with a guy like Sonny Gray taking the ball every fifth day and, and going three innings? I wanted to see Sheffield. Three innings on a good day. I wanted to see Sheffield. And we didn't, so he's nothing to me. He's absolutely nothing to me. Could he end up being something? Sure. But as of right now, we got James Paxton for nothing. Yankees have a lot of guys with similar names. They got, what, how many Aarons are on this ball club? 40. Now, Hicks, Judge, and Booner. Booner. They uh, just signed a minor league guy, a Tyler. Did they get another, another Tyler? Tyler? They, now they have, you know, they, they're two starting rotation additions. They're both first names are James. Yeah. Speaking of Booner, by the way, you follow him on Instagram? No. He was getting lit. The other night in the city with Andujar and Gary no Sanchez. And I have to say, Gary Sanchez looks good, man. Good. Even with the surgery or whatever and, and being hurt, he looks completely different right now. They were partying? I uh, Sanchez was at the Canelo Alvarez. First of all, it, lo- it seemed like Boone posted the picture when he was already drunk. <laughs> like, 
And then he's like out in the city with my boy Andujar and no Gary Sanchez. And I was like, man, he was drunk when he posted that. Was were they were they all at the fight or was just Sanchez at the fight? Oh, I don't know. It was just three of them. It looked like someone took a picture. They all their arms. I around know each that other. Gary was at the garden last night for the Canelo Alvarez fight. Really? Yeah. Hmm. You know Gary and uh and our boy Torres are really close. Who? Torres. Ronald Torres. Yeah, that's the picture I saw. But Gary was wearing that same suit at the garden. So maybe last they night, were so. all at the fight together. They look sharp, right? Maybe. And drunk, a little drunk, a little tipsy, a little buzz. Maybe they were celebrating my birthday. I don't. Gary think so. looks good, man. Uh, no, he's fat. No, he looks good. No, he's fat, bro. Come on. And lazy. He's fat and lazy, and pass balls. <laughs> I just saw one go through his legs on Instagram. Really? Well. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I guess the last thing we can talk about here is. Clint Frazier, since you wanted to bring that up earlier, Clint was on, uh, I saw it on Twitter. Maybe he was on Instagram too. He's taking some swings off a tee. Um, his bat speed looks there. He did announce uh, that he had been doing baseball activities for a couple weeks now. So Clint Frazier, Red Thunder, is he going to be a major factor on the Yankees in 2019. If do you think if he's if the Yankees are confident that he's healthy through Red, spring training and everything, Red Thunder, that they're completely confident in putting him right on this major league roster, or do you think they need to see him in in the minor leagues again? That's that's a hell of a question. If he's healthy in spring training and hitting, does he make the ball club out of spring training? Or do they need to send them down to AAA for a couple of weeks? That's very. That's a very good question. I have to believe that he would. It. You know what it really comes down to? What Mister Operation is doing? How bad is Jacoby Ellsbury's bronchitis? Is he gonna make the club out of spring training? He's stage four. He's terminal. We already said it. I think if Clint Frazier is healthy, when again it all comes back to the lefty bat and Brett Gardner, but. How many different people have to say it? The Yankees aren't going to depend on him to play 140-plus games again this year. If Clint Frazier's healthy, man, we need to see him. If he's going to be on this team, we need to see him right away. Oh, I agree, but he becomes expendable because you have to put Ellsbury on the roster. There's nothing you can do with him. That's so difficult, though. And we always talked about Clint Frazier being blocked or it was never his time or whenever they called him up, it was like he never just got that consistent playing time. This is the time now where if he comes up, he can play every day. Oh, I 100% agree with that. But how many you can't outfielders? You Jacoby Ellsbury block that, though. You can't, man. You, you can't, cannot. but it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so it frustrating is. if it does. It's going to happen. You know it. How many outfielders are you going to carry then? If Clint Frazier was lefty. Oh, forget oh my it. God. Forget it. If Clint, if Clint Frazier, Frazier, if he was lefty, and they, they would have never resigned no, Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because think about it. how many outfielders are you going to carry? You mm-hmm. Hicks and Judge are locked in, right? Right. Gardy's going to be here. That's three right there. Most teams carry four outfielders, which technically the Yankees already do because Stanton's going to be here. He's going to be here every day, DH, but he can play the corners. So you already have four, but you're going to carry a fifth. Because of Stanton's main role on the team. So it becomes whether or not Ellsbury is healthy. Because if he is, he's going to, you have to put him on the club. Bro, if they're for- not going to, I'm telling you, I know that you're going to say, well, Toronto just released 
uh, Tulowitzki with two years left on his deal. The Yankees are not going to do it. I cannot see a scenario where straight out of spring training, Jacoby Ellsbury, healthy Jacoby Ellsbury, is released or designated for assignment with $42 million left on his deal. If Clint Frazier is healthy, though, then you go send Jacoby Ellsbury to get another operation on something. And you keep him home again. It's probably what's going to end up happening anyway. He's going to make something up. Yeah, he stubbed his toe. toe If Clint Frazier is healthy, if he's healthy, that's a big Mm -hmm. if. He could swing a bat all he wants and look as great as he wants. But these concussions, they they can creep up on you, and they can they can really hold you back when you're mid game, and he starts really hustling for balls, laying out for a ball in the outfield. Is he going to? Is he going to favor that a little bit? I know that's a weird word to use, but is he going to be a little, uh, you know, held back, reserved in the outfield because of his concussion? Look, that's going to be a major uh, storyline in spring training, whether or not those two guys are healthy, Ellsbury and Frazier, because I think any Yankee fan in the Yankees themselves want Frazier to be healthy because he provides much, much more of an upside. But if Ellsbury's healthy, what what are your you have no other options but to put him on the club. You just don't. Hey, you're adamant on that, and a lot of those things that I fight you on, you're right about, and I'm not gonna fight you on it. You're you're probably right. You mentioned uh, Frazier's uh, injuries creeping up on him, but you, do you know who just creeped up on us? We're, we're what, nine days away from Christmas? Like the jolly fat man creeping up on the roof to drop you know, off presents? Heard, I heard a little rumbling outside, it's too. It's not Santa's sleigh. It's the Brett Jet. The Brett Jet, baby. <laughs> Guardy Report brought to you by Diggsies.com. Get off the bench and into the game. Diggsies.com is your one-stop shop for sports betting advice. All the questions you may have on who's going to cover, who's going to... You know, win Sunday's game. Who won today? Giants got shut out, right? That was atrocious. Oh, boy. Uh, all questions Diggsies has the answers to. Whether your sport of choice is the NFL, NBA, NHL, or NCAA, Diggsies.com has you covered daily, weekly, or monthly picks on every sport. 65% winners day in and day out. Diggsies.com is the place to go when you are ready to win. Use promo code MIYST to get a 10% discount on your package today. That's Digsies.com, D-I-G-S-I-E-S.com, bringing you the Guardy Report. Before we bring Guardy in here, you mentioned the Giants. I know this is not the NYG Sports Talk Show, and I'll bring this more up on my solo pod later in the week, but I know a lot of Giants fans listen to this. Can we stop with the nonsense that the Giants don't need Odell Beckham Jr., please? Can we stop with that? And I'm not even his biggest fan. You hate him. So can we? But can we stop with the nonsense that they don't need Odell Beckham Jr.? Because I think today kind of proved that they need I watched it. a little of the game, and again, not to get into it too crazy, I actually felt bad for Eli Manning today. He had a few nice passes in the end zone mm-hmm. that should have been caught. Yeah, Shepard dropped a few today. Oh, Which one? Awful. Both Shepherds. Sterling. Yeah, well. He was awful. Oh, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Guardy, a happy birthday to you. Finally, I someone acknowledging yeah, me. Yeah, man, what's going on, Chris? Happy birthday, Thanks, Guardy. I appreciate it, man. Three zero, huh? We brought this in for a special birthday surprise. Guardy returns Dang, to the I knew NYY you guys would do something. Yeah, NYY I, Sports Talk podcast for Chris's birthday. I brought a cake, but I left it in the bread chat. So, uh, 
Gardy, we're uh, gonna eat it. We're a few days away from Christmas here. Right, right. Um, Great holiday. You know, we usually bring you in around the holidays to get yeah. a feel for what the Holly Hill traditions are. What's a Holly? What's a big Christmas tradition in Holly Hill? Well, deck the halls with boughs of holly. You know, Holly Hill. <laughs> <laughs> we just sing that song on constant loop because it has, uh, you know. The first uh, word of Holly Hill is in it is Holly, so uh, you know it's Holly Jolly down there in Holly Hill. All right, Brett. And we got uh, a bunch of Christmas lights on the farm, dude. I, I strap them up to the John Deere, and I just drive through the cornfields with the lots, and the, they spray out on the corn. And uh, you know, we we got a lot of lights out there on the farm, and uh, we're having a Holly Jolly time down there in Holly Hill. Sorry, I had to say that. I had to say it again. Well, let's ask you about a 2019 question. Right, uh, right, okay, right. You know, you're brought back here on a very friendly deal because, I don't know, maybe you have some nudie pictures on, of Brian Cashman or something. Yeah, Do you care some. to speak on that? Well, man, you know, it's, it's between me and uh, Cash, and, uh, you know, Booney likes me, so, uh, you know, they hooked me up with a nice little deal, and uh, I'm back for the next season. What can I say? And I, and I am starting left field, I'll tell you I that. was just going to ask you real quick, how do you feel about what we discussed, that Ellsbury, if healthy, could be a better better fit? Yeah, I'm not really a big fan of this whole pod today, guys, because I, I heard the Ellsbury talk. I also heard you compare me to Brandon Nimmo earlier, and that's not... <laughs> How'd, mean, you, how'd you hear that? What are you? What are you? How long have you been out there? Because we the were Brett talking Jack about that does before. Does have sonar, and uh, you know, I got this whole place wired. <laughs> Is it wired for sound? Yes, I have. Uh, there's microphones in every single room. <laughs> In this house. This is your first time at the new studio, yeah, by the way. beautiful studio, guys. Did you find it okay? Yeah, I found it. I, I, I checked out your window right here. It's so easy getting in because your window's right. I can just walk right through, so that's that's really nice. The street's kind of confusing. I couldn't find where to park my brutch at, but you got a long driveway next door. I parked it right in there. Perfect. Yeah, it's nice. So, Brett, uh, thank you for popping in here. Uh, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And thank hopefully, you, thank you. hopefully, Clint Frazier beats you out for the left field well, job in spring training. Let's uh, take that back right there, or else uh, I'm going to have to put some AJ Cole in your stockings. Reg- <laughs> Regardless of your fate next year and how many games you play, right? when you do play. Oh, okay, I'll see where this is going. How will you play? You ever see that one movie with Keanu Reeves? Which the baseball one? movie? Uh, Constantine? No, Something it's called Hardball. They made that movie after me, dude. Because that's how I play. Hard. Well, thank you very much. That's Brett. how I will be playing when I'm starting left field on opening day. <laughs> All right, Brett, thank you very much. Let's you get you back on the Brett Jet. Oh, you, my gosh. Let me ask you one last question. Yeah, if sure. Santa Slay breaks down, can he borrow the Brett Jet? Absolutely not. <laughs> but I will borrow his red suit, and I'll become Santa Claus. I like that better. Guardi, me too. Guardy Claus? Guardy Claus. Wow, could you imagine that dome getting down a chimney on oh, Christmas wow. morning? And now you're talking about my head. You're comparing me to Nemo. You're comparing me to Ellsberg. Ellsberg? <laughs> And now you're now you're saying I got a damn big head. I think it's time for you to go, Guardy. Yeah, but too. thank you for coming in. Happy holidays, Guardy. Thank you for uh, your contributions to the pod in 2018. Oh, anytime, guys. Take it easy, guys. Well, that was pretty. That was pretty scummy of Guardy because. We were talking about Nimmo before, before we, we even, even started recording. I, That's messed I up. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I thought you guys were talking about that before they aired that. He's kind of creepy. 
Guardian Report brought to you by uh, Digsies.com. Get on there. And uh, apparently by the way. some good surveillance uh, yeah. equipment too. Yeah. Maybe that's why. He, maybe he's maybe got, maybe he's trying to plug something for next yeah, time he's on. Well, we it. were saying before the pod that uh, the reason why the Mets pulled out of the Nim, um, the Real Muto sweepstakes is they had to give up one of the three: Nimmo, uh, Conforto, or who's the third guy? Uh, Rosario. Oh yeah, yeah. And I said that. Nimmo just profiles as a Brett Gardner type. Like, no disrespect to Gardy, but I mean, would you Apparently let not. would you let a guy like Gardy get in the way of getting a a all star type player that you really at a position you really need? No, probably man. not. Probably not. Gardy actually was a little rough on me because I was actually defending him. I didn't like your comparison. <laughs> yeah, that's true. To to Nimmo. <laughs> That was very nice of Gardy to pop in a couple days before Christmas. Uh, makes you wonder how often he hangs out out there to peep on the on the show. Yeah, you think he hears his name and he just shoots up? He yeah, probably just comes right away. There's and, probably something in the equipment he's using that, and he's probably really let down when we don't ask him to come in and join us. Yeah, yeah I agree. You know what? It's uh, it's Gardy. Scotty's always welcome. He is. But you know what? He's he's too busy plowing the fields down in Holly Hill. Holly Hill. Yeah, he's got a lot of property down there. All right. It's episode 91 of the NYY Sports Talk podcast, which means we can bring back number trivia. Ryan Miguel Anduhar. Ryan, uh, Ryan oh, no, already, I already got this one. He already knew. I actually meant to look it up to piss you off before and completely forgot. But yeah. you're, you're too dumb to read. I got it. So. Yeah. Do you know what it is? Had the same Anduhar. initials. No, no, no. What are you? St- what's wrong with you? Andujar didn't wear ninety one. Maybe only one player up. in the history of the New York Yankees have worn ninety one, and Man. as Ryan uh, put it last week, oh, had, he had the same exact initials. I got it. Their initials I, are I got the it. same as a bat type of battery. Double A, Alfredo MCO Savis. Really? Oh yeah, Savis. Was that right? Savis. Correct. Wow. That guy right. Pretty good. Remember him? I do. I actually really liked him when he was good. He what, w- what number did Andujar wear, though, when he came up for that White Sox series? 95. No. I think was it was like 70-something. Alfredo Aceves, man. I can't say his last name right. Aceves. Aceves. Alfredo Aceves. He ended up with the Red Sox to yeah. end his career, right? And he wasn't so good. No, but he was He, yeah, was, he was really nice. good in his... It was a good find. That was a good find by the yeah. Yankees. They plucked him out of a I Mexican league. Really? Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't bad. So, uh, speaking of not bad, this pod wasn't that bad. I liked it. Right. I liked the flow. It wasn't as bad as going out for Chris's birthday on Friday night, but, you Let's know. not talk about it anymore, man. Uh, yeah, I just want to throw up just thinking uh, about it. Oh, I'm Chris. Oh, it's my birthday. I don't want to talk about it, guys. My wife got really mad at me. We were standing in the pouring rain after the bar closed, and she's going, where's our Uber? Is our Uber here yet? And I'm going, yeah, man, it's almost here. It's like two minutes away. She asked me this for about 20 minutes and she goes, are you sure? And she looked and I just had Google Maps up <laughs> like I didn't even have Uber up. That's I had great. no idea. And then we stole someone else's Uber and I apparently paid the guy like 100 bucks to take us Oh home. my God. Yeah. Really bad. At that point, you could have called me. I would have come pick you up for $100. Really bad. I wouldn't have paid you. I would have puked out of your out of your car window. Well, let's put it to you like this. I wish you would have called me because then I would have finally gotten revenge on you. I would have just puked inside your vehicle 
and not allowed you to get revenge. Because this jerk over here, I called him on my birthday a few years ago to pick me up from a train station in Secaucus. Wow. And he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. I, I was, was drunk. I was, do, I was doing something. I was, I was no, drunk. I was drunk. I was Christian, drunk. I'll tell you right now, if you called me on your birthday and needed me to pick you up from yeah. the train station, I would have been there. You would have probably been on the train. <laughs> True. Him. Yeah, I actually might have just hung out on the train and you know. for the off like i heard christian's going on a train today i'm just gonna ride all the trains back and forth from the garden and hopefully i see him i was intoxicated I that night trains. and i a i wasn't gonna be irresponsible and get behind the wheel of a vehicle and b i didn't want to put your, your life at at risk at that i was point. stuck in a secaucus train station for two hours on my birthday at one o'clock in the morning to be honest with you the only thing worse than that would have been getting into a car with an intoxicated you so maybe you did do me a favor, but I also don't believe you were really drunk that night. <laughs> I probably wasn't. I probably lied to you. Yeah, I was probably, probably just in bed, yeah. cozy, and didn't want to move. Because yeah. that's the kind of guy I am, because right? Because right, Christian? Of, yeah, it is the kind of guy you are. Right, because yeah. you, speaking of move, you've moved nine times since I've known you, and I've helped you move all nine <laughs> times. But this Jagoff can't come and pick me up in Secaucus. No, he jacked me off. He always people do things for him, but he never reciprocates. No, he's he doesn't know. He's what not that a word reciprocator. Is. I'm a I'm a taker, not a giver. Uh, I could go somewhere, but I'm not gonna I because not. Uh, it's Christmas. Yes, and, and people are downstairs. Correct. So. And the people are getting wild. Speaking of downstairs, people are getting wild downstairs. So they it's are time getting to, wild. Uh, the natives are getting restless, as they would say. Uh, your wife has apparently cooked us a nice dinner. You're welcome. Which apparently I'm not eating because you pooped and then cut the potatoes, so I'm I'm definitely off that. I washed my hands and told you I didn't, just yeah. so that you would think about it while you ate. You know what I'm washing my hands of this entire show? It's time to wrap it up. Thank you for listening to episode 91 of the NYY Sports Talk podcast. Follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Go there. Be, make sure you get all your uh, breaking news free agent signings, trades, and uh, the Bronx prescription. Look for that on iTunes. Hitting uh, hit hard should be on iTunes uh, in the coming days. By Wednesday, hopefully. So episode two, I'll hopefully have out Wednesday. If not, we'll do it on Thursday. Uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter to uh, get the latest news on that. And Stat Guy Rye. Oh, go Yanks. Chris. Say goodbye. Peace.